0: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
1: When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart kroger fresh for everyone delivery times not guaranteed restrictions may apply see site for details
2: when you're a boost member you get free delivery double feel points and lots more sign up at kroger.com boost
1: on a warm summer day in 1900 the village idiot of oak ridge tennessee laid on his back in the middle of the woods and heard the voice of god Returning home, he told his wife, In the woods, as I lay on the ground and looked up into the sky, there came to me a voice as loud and as sharp as thunder. The voice told me to sleep with my head on the ground for forty nights, and I will be shown visions of what the future holds for this land. So, John Hendricks slept on the ground for forty days, and on the forty-first day, he emerged from the forest with a vision and a dire need for a bath. He said, quote, Beer Creek Valley some day will be filled with great buildings and factories, and they will help toward winning the greatest war that will ever be, and these will be a city on Black Oak Ridge. Big engines will dig big ditches, and thousands of people will be running to and fro. They will be building things, and there will be great noise and confusion, and the earth will shake. I've seen it. It's coming. To which his wife, friends, and neighbors replied, Oh, bless his heart, which in the south means something very different to what you might be thinking. And if you know this part of East Tennessee, you'll know how crazy Hendrix was. These hills are isolated, and there's no natural reason for a city to ever be here. But everything he described came true.
0: Hometown
1: History is brought to you by Ritual. On my trip to Tennessee, I would never dream to ignore the things that my truck needs to run healthy. On the same token, gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Rituals essential for women eating an older multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill those nutrient gaps for women age 18 and older. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. And guys, we are covered too. I've been taking Ritual for Men for well over a year. Forming a daily ritual is so easy for me when the vitamin tastes great and isn't a huge horse pill. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com hometown and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com hometown. In the 1940s, decades after Hendrix's death, one of the most important cities in the history of civilization was founded on Oak Ridge when the world-altering Manhattan Project made this area its district headquarters. No one knows how Hendrix predicted all of this. During his lifetime, he was seen as a madman, but his prophecy remains one of the strangest and unlikeliest ever recorded. In 1942, the continent of Europe was crumbling under an onslaught of Nazi invasion and ingenuity. Nazi soldiers were winning, Nazi generals were winning, and Nazi scientists were winning. They were dominating the battlefields of the Second World War, and they were also inventing new aircraft, computers, rockets, poison gases, torpedoes, and more. If they also managed to invent the atomic bomb, the world would be over. The modern world would belong to Adolf Hitler. But Albert Einstein had signed a letter to President Franklin Roosevelt encouraging him to establish an American nuclear program with the goal of beating the Nazis to nuclear power and the science fiction terror of the atomic bomb. As a result, the Manhattan Project was founded, and the core of its operation were located in the same hills where Hendricks had walked and slept and prophesied. But the choice of Oak Ridge as the centerpiece for the Manhattan Project was less a mythical revelation than it was the result of old-fashioned, good old boy politics. During my recent visit to the American Museum of Science and Energy, known as AMSE, Oak Ridge City historian Dr. Ray Smith told me the story.
0: Albert Einstein had written a letter to President Roosevelt saying Germany's buying up all this uranium ore and he was afraid they were going to try and build a bomb out of it. So Roosevelt knew it would be an expensive undertaking, so he put General Groves in charge of what came to be known as the Manhattan Project. And he also called in Senator McKellar. Senator McKellar was a senator from Tennessee. And what he told him was, Senator, I need to put a large amount of money against the war effort, and I can't let the press or anyone know how much it is or what it's being used for. Can you help me with that? Senator McKellar said, yes, Mr. President, I can do that for you. Just where in Tennessee are you going to put that thing? (laughs) (laughs) Now, that likely had more to do with us getting selected here in East Tennessee for the Manhattan Project than any rivers and valleys and ridges and proximity to a dam. But at any rate, by August of 1945, some 75,000 people were living here where some 3,000 had had to get off of their property in order to make room for them, about 60,000 acres was taken. And those 75,000 people living in the city of Oak Ridge were working mostly at the Y-12 plant and the K-25 gaseous diffusion plant and the X-10 graphite reactor. Those three sites, along with S-50, which was a thermal diffusion plant, were the industrial uh, production facilities that actually produced the uranium used in Little Boy, the first atomic bomb ever dropped, ever used in war, which was dropped on Hiroshima. So Oak Ridge came into existence between September 42, uh, September actually, is when it was selected, and was actually behind fences and gates, gates on all of the entrances coming into the city. And that lasted throughout the World War II, and then even... Until March of 1949, the fifth-largest city in the state of Tennessee was not on any maps and had gates on the roads coming into it until March of 1949. So that's how we came to be, Oak Ridge in East Tennessee.
1: For the first seven years of its existence, Oak Ridge was basically a secret city whose purpose was hidden even from the people who lived and worked there. It wasn't represented on any official government maps, and every road entering the city was gated and guarded by the military. Until 1949, only Manhattan Project employees and their families could ever come inside.
2: Oak Ridge opened to the world. That's when the American Museum of Science and Energy opened to the world. So we've been open to that same day in different facilities than we are now, but that's when this museum opened.
1: That's Alan Lowe, Executive Director of AMSC who also worked at the Lincoln, Roosevelt, and Bush Presidential Libraries and Museums.
2: Years ago, I was acting director of the FDR Library Museum up in Hyde Park, New York, a great place, and I held the Einstein letter in my hands that, that he sent to FDR, and that was in 1939. It was. So you think about this massive effort here and around the country, the Manhattan Project had the three main sites, but many other sites were engaged in the effort. Uh, amazing that it was kept secret, first of all, but also amazing that it happened so relatively fast. That first letter to Roosevelt where he didn't really know what was going on that Einstein sent, thanks to uh, Dr. Yeah. Zillard, right? He That's was correct. he was the guy who said... Zillard wrote yeah. Yeah. And But he knew FDR would know Einstein. That certainly was a famous name by then. But getting that first inkling that this is possible to then developing that bomb was a remarkably fast effort. And just to see the level of of um, initiative about folks here in Oak Ridge and what they had to do, but then most of them not knowing what the final product was going to be. Uh, I don't know today if that would be possible, but it was then, thankfully.
0: We um, couldn't get the paperwork done in Oh my gosh, yeah. It took <laughs> to uh, actually put the sign up to, together, right? <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> so, going back to what you were saying initially, was there a population of uh, people here before the government went to come
0: in. Yes, there were 3,000 people living on 1,000 farms in uh, little communities like Wheat, Robertsville, New Bethel, New Hope. Those little communities had, again, had been established by the European settlers coming in here and uh, was well established, had been for hundreds of years really because uh, they came in in the late 1700s and in here in the 1900s, middle 1900s, this Massive movement to have them leave their farms. They didn't have automobiles. They didn't have trucks to move their belongings. But they did have young men in the military getting killed. So they wanted to do anything they could to stop the killing and end the war. Most of them got off their property in a matter of days. Now, some of those people that had to leave had about 10 years earlier, in 1933, they started building Norris Dam. Those people, some of them moved down to this area and then a few years later had to move again. I even heard of some people that moved out of the Smoky Mountains, out of the Cades Cove area, <laughs> went up to the area that uh, Norris Down then was built and then came down here where the Manhattan Project was built. Don't you know they thought about every <laughs> 10 years the government comes along and makes yeah. us move? So the, those true. are
2: massive government <laughs> projects, obviously, yeah. the, the park and then TVA. TVA made
0: Manhattan Project possible here because sure. of power supply. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. This is a different era. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, people would not. I mean, they would re- they would go up in arms if yeah. you come and told them you're going to have to move. All of y'all going to move. Not then. Yeah. They wanted to help win the war. They were willing to sacrifice. People who were looking, who were graduating from college, many of them would only accept work that was war work. In other words, they needed to do something. Remember, you're talking about 60 million people killed, uh, largest amount of death on, in, in war that, that we know of. And you might also add at this point, we haven't had a global conflict of that magnitude since. You might attribute some of that to nuclear weapons. It's unthinkable to have a war now because it would be so destructive.
1: Uh, museum started around the same time Oak Ridge was formed.
0: How did that happen? The, the Atomic Energy Commission worked hard to, to transfer Oak Ridge. At first, it was a, a government town completely, everything owned by the Atomic Energy Commission starting in 1947. By 49, they were beginning to realize this needs to be a regular city. It needs to not be government supported totally. So they began this transition effort that went actually took until 1959, took 10 years to go from 49 to 59, where they first opened it to the public in 49. And then in 59 and 60, that time period, it was incorporated and Oak Ridge became a normal city in the state of Tennessee. In that transition period, all of the homes that were here were sold to the people who were living in them. They had been paying rent up until then. All of the commercial establishments were transferred, sold to people who would own them and run them instead of just leasing them. As a part of that transition of wanting people to understand about atomic energy, that again, remember from 45 to here we are up into 49, and, and you're beginning to put the information out about what has been done, a major change in the way we think about potential for energy. People wanted to understand what atomic bombs, atomic energy, the Cold War was starting. So one of the things they wanted to do was to put a museum together that could actually explain to the general public what was going on scientifically. Now, notice the name of it, It was the American Museum of Atomic Energy. It's now the American Museum of Science and Energy, but it is the American Museum that focuses on the nuclear aspects of of what had been done, primarily in Oak Ridge, but also in Hanford, Washington, and Los Alamos. Sixty cents of every dollar spent there in the Manhattan Project was spent right here in Oak Ridge. So it was a large portion of that Manhattan Project story, and they put that museum in place to tell that story.
1: Do you know how they picked the name Oak Ridge?
0: Sure, I do. It's because it's located on Black Oak Ridge. All of the ridges here are named, many of them are named for trees, Chestnut Ridge, Pine Ridge. There's two Pine Ridges. Hmm. But they're in 1943. they uh, first, this place, (laughs) it has an interesting story about names. The first thing it was named was the Kingston Demolition Range. And they thought, that sounds a little bit ominous and kind of tells what we're doing more than we (laughs) want it to. So they immediately changed the name to the uh, Clinton Engineer Works. Now, the Army Corps of Engineers did that, and their standard practice was to name a district for the main city in the district. For example, the Manhattan District was named because it was located in New York City. When they started the Manhattan Project, they just took that same name Manhattan, and called it a project instead of a district because it was bigger than a district. So that's how the Manhattan Project got its name. The Clinton Engineer Works was named because of the standard approach the Corps of Engineers used to pick the largest city. Clinton is a county seat, so they just used that name. And then the uh, name of the city, they really just wanted something that would not call attention to it and someone suggested just use Oak Ridge. It's on Black Oak Ridge. The city lays on the south side of Black Oak Ridge and down in East Fork Valley. So it was just simple to do, and it did not call attention to it because of the other ridges that are in the area. So Oak Ridge was just chosen. You mentioned that
1: there was a, a fence and gates that you had to go through. You have
0: to realize the Clinch River borders... Oak Ridge on three sides, east, south, and west. So no need for a fence. You've got a river that, that is a boundary. But on all of the, and in fact, there were nine, seven main roads coming into Oak Ridge, two others that were used just during shift change. But on those seven roads coming in, they placed a gate at the city limits. And then in 1949, when they opened it to the public, they opened up the main roads, but they built guardhouses to isolate the three government facilities.
1: Did anyone ever figure out how much money people spent?
0: There was about 2 little over 2 billion dollars, about 20 billion in today's dollars, but they spent a little over 2 billion dollars for the Manhattan project.
1: We're going to release a bonus episode where Alan and Ray take us a little deeper into the science of Oak Ridge and the nuclear process. But for now, I'd like to encourage you to visit the American Museum of Science and Energy and the other facilities in the Oak Ridge Museum Network.